The information and opinions you hear on this radio show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of KFNX, its affiliates, management, or advertisers. Hello, and welcome to the Healthcare Question Show. I am your host, Dr. Kendrick Johnson, and I'm a family physician and a healthcare CEO on a mission to replace the broken sick care system with a healthcare system that truly cares and truly brings health. On this show, we ask the tough questions about how we can change the healthcare system and our own culture to make ourselves and our community healthier. This show is sponsored by Arc Family Health, where you can see your provider within a day for urgent needs. You can call, text, or email your provider all for about as much as your cable bill. There are no copays, and we spend as much time as you need. You can check us out on arcfamilyhealth.com for our East and West Valley locations. And today we have a special show. Today I'm here with John Harvey, who is one of my good friends and is a true pioneer in healthcare. Will you accept that title, John Harvey? Thank you very much. I appreciate the kind words. <laughs> Lean into that microphone, John. Will do. Um, so we are, uh, we're, I've been wanting to have you on the show since we started because when we talk about healthcare, there are a lot of things that affect our healthcare that many of our listeners are just not aware of. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes behind the scenes that, that you know more about than anybody else does. And it has a significant impact on both the way that we receive care and how much it costs. And so I really wanna dig into that with you today. Um, and I think to help illustrate this, it would help us to understand your, your story a little better. And I'm gonna give just, just a two second blurb about who I know you to be. And then I wanna hear the, I wanna hear the more in depth story in a second here, but so, John is, don't, don't turn the channel when I say this, John is a health benefits consultant. And I know that sounds really boring, <laughs> but, um, but you will be surprised if you listen in on how, how he has an impact on your healthcare and how um, your healthcare is delivered. And um, so, John was a member of the, the health insurance sales community, uh, a health broker, and he found some significant flaws in the way that that system works that were having adverse effects on his clients and downstream the employees that, that were in these member plans. So can you tell us a little bit about that? What were you doing before, and then why did you decide you had to change and do something different? Sure. First of all, um, Dr. Johnson, thanks for having me, and <laughs> thanks for leading up um, Arc Family. Um, what you guys are doing is is awesome here in the community. So um, basically, you're asking, you know, how did I get to working harder and making less money today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why make that choice? Yeah. So um, it goes back to about 15 years ago. I um, I was working for Xerox selling copiers here in Arizona, and um, I sold a copier to a insurance brokerage firm. Um, and it was September, door to door, shirt and tie, you know, getting the door slammed on you. And, and anyway, I sold a copier to an insurance brokerage firm and um, they ended up asking if I wanted to come work there. And, and I remember recalling, it's hot outside, um, air conditioning in an office, I'm in, sign me up. 
Um, and they said, here's your cube. Um, regardless, I was able to translate the cold calling door to door into really the insurance brokerage and cold calling companies and setting up meetings for the owners of the brokerage firm to go talk about employer health care costs and health insurance. So had uh, some good success there. You know, when you're getting hung up in you know, the door in person versus hung up on the phone, that was an easy, natural transition. So it was fun grow, uh, working there for a couple of years. Two great individuals founded the firm, New York Life Insurance guys, old school, which I just really appreciated at the time and always had entrepreneur in me. Um, from selling sports cards to having a Christmas light company um, at one time. Uh, so I knew I wanted to do something on my own. And also at the time, I knew I didn't know what I didn't know, right? So had the opportunity to open an office about three years after doing that here in Arizona. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. So you were, you were selling insurance to companies. You were going to companies that offer insurance for their employees and, and you were selling them insurance yeah great great question so i'll back up a moment um what we were asked to do is call set up employers that had 50 employees and above okay and set up meetings and bring in the principles of the organization and what we would pitch to them is we could we could uh, organize the uh, broker if you will all your employee benefits for your employees give you a better deal okay you know what's interesting on that and that was about 15 years ago we weren't allowed to say, save you money. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was, the, the industry is broken. It, the traditional broker, you can make as much money as you want. You just have to stay in a box and don't ask questions. Well, Kendrick, you've known me for a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> the last two don't really align with who gonna, I am, right? You're not going to fit in the box to begin with. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. I don't know if that's a compliment. Um, appreciate that. Uh, I'm not sure if my wife's listening, but uh, uh, you know, she'll agree with you. So, yeah, we were. So we would go meet with employers and say, you should hire us. Um, we bring more value. And, and really what it was is we offer these free services on the side. You know, we'll take over your program. We work off a percent of commission on the employer's premium. So the premium the employer would pay to, let's say, United Healthcare, let's say it was a million dollars, typically about 5% of that gets paid to the broker every single month. Services aren't free, nothing's free. So so if I, if I hear that right, it sounds like you probably have some incentive to want the cost, the total cost to go up is that right if you're making a percentage it's kind of like if you're selling homes you would rather sell a really big home than a small home because you get a you get a percentage of the the, the cost is that right i think you're, you're spot on and i think it's a good analogy um, in other words we represented the seller and the buyer mm. i think every other industry that's illegal so insurance companies would come to us we're, we're the person in the middle you know john can you here's a you know 16 percent increase you know we'll settle for an eight percent i'd go present a 16 uh, let me go back and negotiate come back with you know eight percent and employer thinks i did a great job yeah and guess who got an increase there pay raise you you made more money and they and they had to pay pay more for it <laughs> yeah and you know so who do we represent in that transaction the seller and the buyer it should be illegal uh -huh. yeah that makes sense so 
Um, and, and we've talked a little bit about this on, on previous shows, and it's one of the many instances where we have incentives that are not lined up, and meaning that, that when people make more money, they are not necessarily giving more value. And we've seen this in other areas of, of the healthcare industry. You know, who, uh, who gets paid more when patients are well? Well, it's not, it's not insurance companies, and we've talked about on this show how um, insurance companies actually really legally can't make more. And we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. But thank you so much for being on, and we'll be back with you in just a second. Hi, and welcome back to the Healthcare Questions Show. I'm Dr. Kendrick, and I'm here in the studio with John Harvey, who is a healthcare pioneer and health insurance guru. And uh, we were just talking before the break how um, John has been a leader in the healthcare health insurance sales industry. And you were doing you were doing pretty well in health insurance sales. Is that right? Yeah, um, the, the I shouldn't say good old days. Um, I remember, you know, again, this is 12, 15 years ago. My goal, um, it was, again, the industry is you can come make as much money as you want, stay in that box, and don't ask questions. And I remember sitting down with my sales manager, and, he's, and he said, Harvey, you should your goal should be to make $50,000 a month. I was like, wow, you know, that's um, okay. You know, um, let's go do it. And, you know, I, I did it. I got there by... Repre- you know, insurance carrier um, renewals for employers and, and really selling the highest increase I could pass on to the employer, which would mean an increase to me and the company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking back, it doesn't feel good. Um, and not knowing the speed limit, it's not illegal, right? right? Um, and that's what really started me start asking questions. To fast forward a little bit, I um, was fortunate enough to meet a great gentleman who owned a large um, insurance brokerage firm out of the Midwest. So I left the previous brokerage firm and started their office here in Arizona. Uh-huh. You know, we had some organic growth, fun, uh, energetic, uh, some great individuals growing every year, um, double digit growth for nine years. And I remember um, Dr. Johnson, it was a one of the shareholder meetings, I was privy to um, the financials after becoming uh, principal within the company. Uh-huh. And I remember looking at the PL and, and seeing a large bonus override from a pharmacy benefit manager. And um, again, you know, not allowed to ask questions, right? Uh, naturally, I asked questions and, and I was, why are we getting this bonus from a pharmacy benefit manager? And more importantly, we should be disclosing this to our clients who are the employers, right? Mm-hmm. Not the insurance companies, not the pharmacy benefit. And it was a simple question, I thought, and I didn't get a simple answer. So, and that didn't settle good with me. So I, I um, went searching. I, I ended up calling the CFO of the pharmacy benefit manager, um, True Scripts, and Kevin, and I remember saying, um, Kevin, what's the deal here? You know, this is a six-figure bonus um, that we're getting. Don't we have to disclose this to the employers that we're receiving this this amount of money, this money? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, Harvey, you know why, right? I said, no, you know, I don't. That's why I'm calling you. And he said, because we're not considered insurance. So 
pharmacy benefit manager, there's four four main components in a healthcare plan, mm-hmm. and how you get your drugs through retail pharmacy is through a pharmacy benefit manager, and that really ticked me off, and that was kind of the moment where I went home, talked to my wife, and said, I can't do this. You know, two young boys, this doesn't align with who I am. So let me let me see if I understand the story. So you you're doing very well, you know, if we're talking about like the worldly standards of doing well means making a lot of money and not having to work that hard for it. And and then you find that first of all you, you're starting to realize that some of the incentives are backwards that you are getting paid to do uh, to do things that are not helping the clients that you're serving, the customers that you're serving. And and now you're finding out that that there are parts of this industry that are are hiding a large part of the cost from the customers who are paying that cost. Is that right? You're you're absolutely correct. And I wouldn't there. It comes down to a conflict of interest, the misalignment in healthcare. Um, in every part of healthcare, it it's all comes down to the conflict of interest, the misalignment of revenue. And yes, you know, we were paid more to do less and increase employer healthcare costs, which in return, you know, erode ra- wages for employees, less take home. And, and that's what it really resonated with me is that's hurting our communities. That's hurting our schools. You know, the concept of if we fix healthcare, maybe we could fix education. Um, just you know, started to get really started um, hit a nerve with me. So if if you're out there, you know, wondering like what this has to do with you, and mm-hmm. and I can understand why you might be because you know health insurance seems so foreign to us. But I think what what John you just said was that if you have health insurance through your employer, then there is a guy out there. There is a a guy like John Harvey used to be who is making a chunk of your paycheck by making your health insurance cost go up. And, and so every, every month, that guy is taking home some of your paycheck. You don't know who he, wa- who he is. You haven't even heard of the company that he works for because he is, uh, you know, he's selling to, he's selling your plan, but, but that company isn't the plan that isn't the company you deal with. So there's just this guy out there making a bunch, or gal, who is making a bunch of money out of your paycheck, and and they are and their incentives are totally backwards. You're correct, and if we back up even a moment, um, yes, we we worked with executive teams, right? We would get hired by the executives of of the owners of these companies, right? That had 50 employees and above, and we were hired off of one piece of paper. Guess who paid us though? Which should be the should be the customer, right? It should be the employer. They're hiring us to right. do a service, right? No, we'd get paid by insurance companies, right. and so there's the misalignment, right? You're yeah. hired by the employer mm-hmm. to do good for the employer and their employees and their family, yet you're paid by insurance companies. Yeah, that seems a little backwards. Absolutely. So, so, and let me give you another real quick example to, if, if you're listening and, and you're saying, I, I don't know what any of this means, and perhaps you go to the pharmacy to pick up a prescription, what it means is that prescription, if you were a client of mine at one time, 
60 cents of that prescription would get paid to the broker that represents your company and you. On every single script that was filled by the, the employees or their family, we as the brokerage firm would get 60 cents override for every script. So my kid's got an ear infection and he's getting amoxicillin and you get 60 cents. 60 cents and that's considered a pretty small relative to some of wow. $3, $5 for every script. Isn't that interesting how that's just totally hidden from the people who are actually paying the cost? I did this for a living and I didn't even know it. The company didn't <laughs> even tell us that we were getting overrides like that. Oh, oh wow. So it's deliberately set up. I call it deliberately muddy. Uh-huh. Well, okay, so then let me see if I can relate this to what I do because my my primary concern is how do we get people good health care? And so, um, you know, there's health insurance that we've been talking about that, you know, kind of pays for stuff. And then there's, then there's health care, which is, to me, health care means you come to my office and I look you in the face and I push on your tummy and I listen to your heart and I try and figure out how we can help you to be well. That's what health care means to me. So... Is that, is that a separate thing from health insurance or are they the same, part of the same thing? Great question. Absolutely two fundamentally different, almost industries. Um, health insurance is a insurance product that you buy to cover risk, right? Think of your auto insurance. You know, um, when you buy your auto insurance, you don't expect that to go pay for your oil change, right? right? Um, when you buy health insurance, it's supposed to cover catastrophic, big, large claims, but, but it's been set up to rely on it as healthcare and health insurance in the one. Health insurance is a function of health insurance companies, I'll say partnering um, with hospitals. Health insurance companies' clients are the hospitals. Hospitals' clients are insurance companies. And so in return, health insurance companies sell employers health insurance products and never talk about healthcare costs. But remember, what's United Healthcare? United Healthcare Group. It's a health insurance company. They can say healthcare, but it's a health insurance company. So that starts to get a little complicated yeah. for me. When when we're talking about uh, healthcare is is when you actually get get to see a doctor and you get help, and then health insurance is. Uh, is paying for healthcare, but you say that the health insurance companies actually are are partnering in some way with with hospital companies. How does that work? Yeah, um, higher costs go up for hospital, higher premiums go up for health insurance companies, right? And, and health insurance companies pass that premium on to employers. Well, a lot of people would probably be confused by that because why would the health insurance company want the costs to go up? Aren't they, isn't it coming out of their pocket? Great question, and, and, and that's probably a whole nother show. Um, there's two ways employers fund their health care plan. One is a fully insured premium, and, and I don't even want to go too, we'll just stick on that, is they pay a set premium for the year Mm -hmm. It's legisla legislatively set up to fail, meaning ACA, Affordable Care Act, came out and said insurance companies, for every dollar that you receive, you have to pay 85% on health care expense for claims and only 15 on admin. So the only way they can make more money 
is raise your rates. So, so you can't make more money by, for example, in an insurance company, helping all of your people in the system get well and ha and need less care. You would lose money at that point because uh, you you only can profit 15% off the whole thing. You so, get fired. Yeah, okay, sounds good. Well, we'll uh, talk more about that after the break. You're listening to the Healthcare Questions Show on 1100 KFNX, the Pulse of Arizona. Thank you very much. Hi, welcome back to the Healthcare Questions Show. I'm your host, Dr. Kendrick Johnson, and I am here with John Harvey. This show is sponsored by Arc Family Health, where you can see your provider within a day for urgent needs. You can call, text, or email your provider for all for about as much as your cable bill. There are no copays, and we spend as much time as you need. Check out arcfamilyhealth.com for more details. So I'm here with John Harvey, and we've been talking about health insurance sales, um, which John used to used to be a health insurance broker, and he was doing very well at it, and he found that it was not uh, an industry he felt good about being a part of. And then he made a significant change, and so that's what I want to hear about. Uh, now halfway through the show, I want to hear, what did you change? What are you doing differently? You have a company called Wincline, which is an amazing firm. Tell us, tell us why it's different and, and why people should know about it. Yeah, I just smiled and get to reflect, uh, you know, um, for a moment here. I remember um, to my wife who I met at, met at Xerox. Um, at the time, we had two, two boys that were four and eight years old. And I came home one day, you know, after getting exposed to all this greed and I was getting a little bit in trouble and asking questions and where's this, all this, you know, money going, where's it coming from? And I, and I said, Whitney, I want to, I want to start my own company and I want to do it different where we get paid by the employer only. You work for who pays you and the concept of representing the seller and buyer, I was, I was torn. I mean, it just didn't make sense to me and I couldn't sleep well, it, you know, looking my boys in the eyes it just in the community. And um, solace sign might, might seem a little cheesy, and it's in our office now. The only regrets in life are the chances you don't take. And I said, you know, what do you think about me uh, opening my own company? And everyone's going left, we're gonna go right, and we're only gonna get paid by the employer who we would represent. Wait, this sounds scary. You are, you are instead of going to a company and saying, hey, I will help you find the best product and it won't cost you a thing, you are now going to go to them and say, I'm going to help you find the best product and you're going to have to pay me directly. Is that a different sale? That sounds different to me. Yeah, I, w I went from selling to, to educating and you know, I, I love coaching, I, I love teaching and, and you know, um, so that's what I got to do. Um, you know, I, my wife supported me 100%. Um, looking back, you know, um, I'm not sure if I, w if I was her, I would have, uh, <laughs> obviously. Um, but yeah, no, you know, making um, close to a million dollars a year. You know, I was working three, four days a week, part time now, and I just wasn't fulfilled. It, it wasn't, I wasn't happy. But I learned three things you need to be challenged, you need to be learning and appreciated. And I didn't feel the two, the first two at all. And more questions I asked, more I wasn't appreciated around there. So yeah. I cashed out my ownership and um, went all in and, and launched Wincline. Wincline name is the combination of winning and incline. 
is taking insurance companies head on and winning. You know, it's an uphill battle. So um, we got the domain name and, and we launched our firm and I learned a, learned a lot. First, we were fee-based, meaning we were gonna get paid by the employer on a fee-based um, basis. And uh -huh. um, Darren Fogarty uh, with the, at the time he was with the Fidu Fiduciary Institute and he explained to me fee-based, that doesn't mean anything. That can be an employer that pays you a fee one percent and then you make 99 percent of your revenue on commission right so we are intentionally an, an advisor that is a hundred percent fee only meaning the employers pay us and i'll tell you what um, that year before i left um cigna took me to the super bowl to pebble beach and the final four in one year no way so i gave up those that's okay i haven't had an invite since and i don't <laughs> suspect i'm gonna get one um but it's okay um it just shows you the amount of um of greed and, and waste you know why while employer healthcare plans are going up you know we're getting paid to go to the super bowl and, and pebble beach in uh, final four so yeah I've, i haven't been to any of those and and since launching one client but it's okay <laughs> So, so now what you're doing differently is when you are helping an employer to get the right insurance for the employees, the employees who are listening right now, then you are getting paid by the employer to give the best advice possible. You're not getting paid by the insurance company to give the most expensive advice possible. Yes, and it's, it's uh, refreshing uh, to hear that because what we get to do is now reduce the health insurance cost for the employer meaning we don't get incentivized if it goes up we don't get incentivized if it goes down directly from the insurance company right so um, if we reduce their health the health insurance premium 20 percent we make the same conversely it goes up 30 um, you know every year we have a conversation on, on how much our fee is but we fix the insurance and we do it very well and it's just a small part of an employer group health plan once the insurance is fixed, now you got to tackle healthcare. All right, now we're getting into what I yeah. want to talk about here. So, so here's, tell me, tell me what you are doing that is fixing my problem here today. <laughs> my problem as a doctor is, I am working in a system where everybody makes more money by doing some of the wrong things. So, I'm. Um, so people are getting paid to do extra surgery. People are getting paid to give extra medications. People are getting paid to not make people be well, but to get them into the hospitals. And so that's frustrating to me because I took this oath to try and help people be well, and the whole system seems to be set up against me. Can you, John Harvey, help me with this problem by changing the way that insurance is structured? Yes, I mean the way we and and this is where you you need to help us is we got insurance you know out of the way and we started changing the conversation to employers. One of our clients has a fifteen million dollar um, healthcare spend for their employees, second largest line item. I mean, I think Starbucks where they spend more on healthcare than coffee beans. Yeah, right. Right, it's the biggest GM. expense, and a lot of people don't even know what they're getting for it. So these companies are in the healthcare business; they don't even know it. And you know the executives, once they understand that concept that you can do something about it, stop talking health insurance. You can't fix healthcare with health insurance. What you can do is get health insurance out of the way and start talking about healthcare. How do we get our employees the right care, right time, right place at the right price? So 
before you were selling an insurance product and that insurance company was dictating who the employee was going to go see for their care. Mm -hmm. And as you said before, the, um, the people who they were going to, the hospital-owned care companies, were, in, were making more money by getting more care, and so was the insurance company. So nobody in that whole equation made more money if people were well. And now, so, but what I think I'm hearing from you now is that now that uh, we, we are now purchasing health care, and getting the insurance out of the way, now we have an incentive to look for good care, for high value care. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna talk in the context of employer group health plans. You know, the basic concept to lower the cost, someone's gonna make less money, mm-hmm. right? Period. You know, raise my hand, you raise your hand, right? Yeah. Um, hospitals haven't, hasn't raised their hand. Um, so we get the health networks, the health insurance, and connect employers and employers employees with doctors and physicians direct so that you can get the right care at the right time because this is one of the biggest things medicare is the only established price for healthcare in the u.s right and 50 percent of hospitals revenue is medicare right physicians um primary care physicians physical therapists they get paid below what medicare pays below that's messed up so anything that has to reduce healthcare costs, insurance companies underpay. Guess how much Banner Hospital gets paid? Three hundred fifty percent of Medicare. Oh man, and I'm getting paid less than Medicare when I'm on the when I'm getting paid for Medicare for an office visit. So uh, let's let's talk about this more in a, in a second of what this is actually going to mean for your healthcare because before you you were not really in a position as an employer to look for better care because all of that was dictated by the insurance company that again makes more money if you get worse care so let's try and figure out how we can all benefit from getting around that problem we'll do that after the break you've been listening to the healthcare questions show on 1100 kfnx the pulse of arizona Hello and welcome back to the Healthcare Questions Show. I'm Dr. Kendrick and I'm here with John Harvey. And he has just blown my mind here in talking about this whole hidden structure of the health insurance system that is getting in the way of you taking home as much of your paycheck as you deserve and you getting the kind of health care that you deserve to get. And so if you missed the first part, you um, you missed that John was telling us that he used to be uh, in the health insurance business where you get paid more to uh, sell a more expensive insurance plan. And then he changed his whole business model, went way out on a limb and said, now I'm only going to get paid to give the best advice possible to employers who are purchasing a health plan. And so he's getting paid only by the employer and not by the health insurance company. And so what I was what I was hoping we would get to now is now that we've flipped the incentives, right? Now, now you no longer have the incentive for healthcare costs to go up. The employer certainly doesn't have incentive for healthcare costs to go up. What 
what doors does that open? What can we do now with our money now that we are making choices about how to spend it? Great question. Now, now uh, once you get rid of the insurance dependency from every aspect, physicians, employees, patients, you get to be a consumer and buy services like you do in any other industry by asking questions. How much does this cost? Why do I need this? Wait, wait, we don't ask questions. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Not in healthcare, man. Well, right? I mean, and I'll say I, I was one of them. Was I held every physician on a pedestal. I wasn't, you know, I didn't Thank think. Thank you. You got it. You got <laughs> it. You, some should be. Uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, I didn't I didn't think you're, you know, why would I second guess? I mean, they have a lot more education than than me and and they know what's best and What's amazing is when we moved the removed the insurance part on these employer health care plans and got exposed to health care, I thought, oh, our job's done. Now it's the you know, it's the easy part. And healthcare's equally as complicated, right? And and for employees and the individuals out there to go navigate healthcare, it's 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 very difficult. So what we've done with a lot of our employers has introduced them to a proactive strategy meaning these employers are, are hiring a physical therapist on site, you know, MSD, musculoskeletal disorder, disease, um, you know, getting that conservative right care. You know, when you go to see an uh, orthopedic surgeon, they get paid when they cut or don't cut. Yeah. Right? When they cut. And there's some great ones, and there's some ones that, you know, cut more when they, than they shouldn't. So uh -huh. before even getting to that orthopedic doctor, why not try physical therapy? And so we've connected patients and employers with, on the front end, having physical therapists access on site and on demand, meaning you know, a, a relationship is established. And also with a, what we call direct primary care, which you might know a little bit about. I love it, thank you. This was a self-serving <laughs> question. Yeah, remember we only accept money from employers, so you know, no override <laughs> here, uh, Dr. Johnson. But you know, we, we, um, we put DPC, direct primary care doctors who has also said like employers, you know, enough of this insurance dependency, you know, I want to give good health care and, and they're not allowing me to do it. And so we have a doctor establish a relationship with um, a employer's um, members, patients, you know, I'm trying to talk your language, patients Thank here, you. and trust is established, right? And, uh -huh. and so, um, and, and what it that does downstream is you're not finding yourself at Banner Hospital for knee surgery that costs $75,000 when all you needed is some physical therapy and a trusted relationship with a physician. So this is an important point here. You said something about going to physical therapy first and, and you mentioned uh, uh, having like on-site physical therapy, which is something that just doesn't happen in the other system. Um, and, but I've seen some of this data, you know, mm. Tim Spooner, who uh, is a mutual friend of ours, has some great data on how you can reduce the amount of surgeries that are being done by having physical therapy up front. And so, you know, if, if the data says, if, they, if there's a bunch of people that, that they showed went to physical therapy first and then they didn't need a surgery later, it does make you kind of wonder if you got a surgery, could you have gotten physical therapy instead? And what risks and what costs were incurred because you didn't get that opportunity. But what's cool now is that because because you flipped the incentives 
for the employer, you or you were there to help the employer take control of their healthcare spend. Now they started to wonder, well, what can we buy with this money that will help our people the most? Exactly. And and if it's and if you can avoid surgery, I think most of us are going to choose that. And so it's helping the the patient by opening the door for the employer to help purchase the best kind of care. I hope I'm not getting too deep in the weeds there, but it sounds like now that we have now that we have different incentives, you as the person on the healthcare plan, you that's listening is is now more likely to get better care because we have better incentives in place. You're right on. I mean, what, in essence what we did is got you know Sometimes I can call insurance broker, you know, I've been called worse, so that's fine. <laughs> a lot of our employers don't even have insurance. They don't even have a network. Um, so what these employers save so much money, I'm talking 40%, they've taken the dollars and reinvested in their health care plan, meaning all their employees and, and all their family get direct relationships to a doctor and or a physical therapist. Um, and, and it's really neat to see trust being established. And you know, do you need? And if you do need surgery, you have a quarterback there to help you through that journey, instead of going to see an orthopedic surgeon that's employed by Banner that's incentivized to do surgeries um, at, at a facility that you don't need to be at. Well, that's cool. And and if if I can toot my own horn here for a second, I was smart enough to hire a doctor named Jeremy Bramwell. Um, okay. Maybe it wasn't me that was so smart, but but somehow I got him on our on our staff. And Jeremy Bramwell will take a patient who was likely to end up in the emergency room, and he'll walk them through all the steps that they need to stay out of the emergency room. And it might take him an hour or an hour and a half to do so. And because he is getting paid on a monthly basis and not just for each time he sees the patient, it makes sense for him to do that. It makes sense for him to do all this extra work on this one patient to keep them out of the hospital because now he gets paid differently to do so. And that would have never been possible if we didn't have an agreement directly with the person paying for the care and instead of the insurance company paying for it. So now I get to recap what I think I just heard from you. <laughs> so <laughs> in, instead, we're, we're having you know services and value exchanged directly instead of spending third-party money that's not ours and, and expecting everything to get paid for, right? Yeah. I mean, that's you know a free market industry, and, and that's standard in business, just not healthcare. So. You know, if I leave anyone with this, you know, I don't have health insurance. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to pay to get ripped off, <laughs> right? So, you know, take the money you're spending. If, if you have an individual plan, throw it in a savings account and, you know, call up your doctor, ask how much it costs. And, and if they say what logo you have, say, I don't have a logo. I don't have a card. So um, just purchase like you would, you know, a big screen TV nowadays. Just spend a little time and ask questions and um, you'll get the right care at the right time. Well, I love that idea of asking questions and trying to figure out what we are actually buying. Who's the buyer? Who's the seller? Well, we're the we're the buyer because we need the health care. So so I I really appreciate your time, John, and coming into the studio today and and sharing this insight with us and sharing how you really did step out on a limb and become a pioneer in changing the way the healthcare system works. 
And I'm so excited about the future of what this will mean because it is a wave. You know, people people that aren't from our perspective can't see this huge wave coming, but we are seeing all of this activity growing in this movement for employers and individuals to take control of their own health care. And so direct primary care like we do at Arc Family Health is is growing very quickly. And we'd love to tell you more about it if you come to arcfamilyhealth.com and schedule a time to talk to us. And again, thank you so much, John Harvey. You have been listening to the Healthcare Questions Show on 1100 KFNX, The Pulse of Arizona. information and opinions you hear on this radio show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of KFNX.